We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Did you see, real quick before we go to the next guest, did you see this story yesterday about the new statue that they put up in New York? It's really weird. I guess it's supposed to be a tribute to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, you know, I'm not a fan. I used to see her all the time when I worked in... uh, in D.C., both around the Capitol and then when I would go to the Kennedy Center. Um, oh, God, they just give her a standing ovation just for walking in the room, and I would not give her a standing ovation. I would be polite. Um, but they they put this statue up. It's, it's a weird kind of grotesque statue, and I guess the whole point of it is being pro, pro-abortion, which I... I'm just telling you, I find that disgusting. <laughs> okay, I, I got. I'm. I there. Look, everybody in D.C. has opinions on everything. Elected officials, people who were put into office in in uh, on the on the bench at the Supreme Court and other courts. So you just you just get used to dealing with people that you may not agree with. But this this I find just kind of grotesque worship of the idea of terminating the lives of children, mothers killing their own kids. I find that just disgusting. And I, I got to tell you, that statue, when you when you see it, look it up, it's a, put in gold statue New York and you'll see it. That's why I'm for this Monument Avenue neutrality agreement, so that these wacko modern artists who stink, who have no classical training and they just pump out garbage, don't ruin I mean, at least Monument Avenue without the statues, you can still go jog on it, I guess. I mean, I think I think we foolishly destroyed one of our main tourist attractions. But this is the kind of garbage that these left-wing wackos will put up if we allow them to. And like I said, I just don't think you allow the arsonist who burns your house down to rebuild the next house. <laughs> so let's wait 20 years and let a different generation of people put up statues on Monument Avenue. I won't even be here. Let somebody else rail about it on the radio, my opinion. Uh, but speaking of abortion, I, I I want everyone to pause here. If you're one of the people, one a Republican or Democrat, one of the, the people who think you're so much morally superior to your ancestors, oh, those fools in the 1700s and the 1800s, I mean, they... They participated in slavery, and they didn't have the guts to stand up against slavery. I mean, this was the abuse of human beings, uh, you know, beating human beings, using them like animals to do work, chaining them up, and and uh, it's, it's horrifying. How could these people do this, and how could how could the moral leaders of the community not stand up against it? You better look hard in the mirror if you sit silent while we allow the mass slaughter of babies, including babies up until the day they're born. Like Louise Lucas, that makes me want to vomit to hear a black woman cheering on the fact that in the black community, a lot of children are slaughtered before they're born. Does that not turn your stomach? Who is this lady? And and who who believes that this is 
what, morally neutral? You think that's okay? I don't think it's okay. And I'm going to add my voice. I used to be silent about it because I wanted to be popular, and I thought, oh, this is so polarizing. People will really hate me. And then I thought, you know what? This, this is the moment where you better find your moral compass because bad things are happening all around us. And I don't think it's just um, behind the veil and the society moves on. I think it's influencing and infecting the way we see our relationships with those of us who are alive and walking amongst us. I think it's deteriorating the value that we place on each other. And, and that's, you got to speak up. Jeannie Mancini is not scared to speak up. She is leading the March for Life here in Virginia next week, and I wanted to make sure we talk to her and find out what's planned. Good morning, Jeannie. How you doing? Well, good morning. Thanks so much for having me on. Next week, February 1st, this is the Virginia version of the March for Life because the big one happened up in D.C. What last weekend, so walk through right. uh, the plans. Yeah. Happy to. And I have to agree with you, um, by the way, that point that you just made that when abortion is, you know, alive and well and rampant, so to speak, um, that it does impact how we treat others. So let me give you a little example of that. Mm. Okay. Uh, You can see sort of um, when you make a comparison, I'm remembering back to grad school right now, that Mm -hmm. when D.C. was the murder capital of the world, it was also the abortion capital of the United States. So, um, so those two things do often go hand in glove, sadly. But why? Because what we're the heart of the pro-life movement is love. It's love, it's mercy. And it's really about treating the unborn child with inherent dignity, seeing that unborn person just because they haven't yet been born, that they also have inherent dignity and treating others with inherent dignity. So I, I completely agree. Now I'll walk you through uh, next Wednesday. So the Virginia March for Life is February 1st um, at the Capitol in Richmond. It begins with a rally at noon, and then we have a march around Richmond at 1 p.m. And this is going to be our fifth annual Virginia March for Life. We're delighted to uh, welcome for the second time the governor, He will march. He's not going to be speaking, but he'll be marching, which is incredible. But the attorney general will be one of our speakers at the march. So very, very pro-life administration in Virginia. And um, there's a lot going on. I mean, just over the last few days, um, the assembly has really hit the ground running. And of course, we have a divided assembly in Virginia. um, But we're seeing, you know, sadly, lots of um, pro-abortion politicians are advocating um, things on their end. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, and would you agree with me, I think it's, it's, it's become more radicalized within the Democrat Party. Because, you know, in the 80s, I was, I was a teenager, but in the 80s, when I was pretty quiet about this issue uh, and thought, you know, maybe if I just don't talk about it, I won't get, you know, be unpopular like it seems the, the pro-life movement is. In the 80s, the Democrats talked about having this be rare. They were not pushing uh you know, third trimester abortions, that was not the focus. In fact, I think if you look at the statements of the of the national politicians and the Virginia politicians who were running, they would have said, oh, this is atrocious. It doesn't happen very often. We've got to stop this. I mean, they seem to acknowledge that this was not the ideal. The whole, the whole sales point, and that's a bad term, but politically, that they wanted to... Um, 
make was that sometimes women get pregnant and they're in they 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 don't want to be pregnant it could destroy their life as they have planned and that early on they should be able to terminate the pregnancy and i feel like they've right. gone off the charts in the other direction just in the last decade or so yes yes you've hit the nail on the head here so so back in um, the 80s and even the 1990s and, and um, the early 2000s, so I can remember in the Clinton administration, mm-hmm. I think what you're referring to is the phrase, let's keep abortion safe, legal, and rare. Right, That's how right. they would describe it, yes. safe, legal, and rare. But now it's abortion on demand until birth, in some cases even in Virginia, you'll remember after birth, mm-hmm. and paid for by your tax dollars. Yeah. And sadly, those stances are extreme. They're out of touch with Virginians, for sure, and they're certainly out of touch with mainstream America. Even even most people who self-identify as being pro-choice don't want those extreme um, takes on things. So they certainly don't want tax dollars funding abortion. We just, um, we've got in, in the, on the national level, the No Taxpayer Funding for Abortion Act, um, popularly known as the Hyde Amendment, included in appropriations every year. But we've got to fight for that now, whereas you're right, six, seven years ago, that was a very popular bipartisan, uh, bipartisan um, policy. Yeah. And uh, again, uh, even something like six out of 10 pro-choice Americans are favorable towards that policy, the No Taxpayer Funding for Abortion. Um, but why have they changed? You know, I'm not sure. I, I, but I do know, sadly, that it's become much more um, much more political in the sense of it's much harder to get pro-life Democrats. Although at the National March, we always do have pro-life Democrats speak. Um, but usually we have to go to the states to, to bring them to the National March. So mm-hmm. this year we had Trine McGee from Connecticut. But uh, it, it's not a winning issue. For the left, it really isn't. Um, we've seen that here in, in Virginia, that it's not a winning issue. And um, I, I certainly hope that they will correct themselves with a party of social justice. You know, social justice begins in the womb. Yeah. Well, especially when you start examining, like as a gay, as a gay man, I hate this, but I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I know it's true. If you mm-hmm. were able to identify gay children in the womb... I have this horrible sinking feeling, and somebody tried to tell me to my face this wouldn't happen. Gay children would be aborted, and I got I'm worried about that in the future. I think that's sick. I think that's awful, but I think that is a possibility, and they're already doing it to little girls. So if you're pro-woman, how can you sit there when the data indicates that people use abortion as sex selection and act like this is okay. It's not okay. And I will be You're with right. you sex, next yeah. week. Sex selection. Um, also, you know, little ones who, uh, who test positive for Down syndrome, yeah. which doesn't always happen then when the baby is born. Um, they're disproportionately targeted. African-American little babies, highly disproportionately targeted. They make up over 30% of the abortions in our country and 12% of the population. This is so, this yes, is bad you're stuff. absolutely right. All right, well, I'll see you next Wednesday, February 1st. What time do I come to the Capitol? So you can get involved in speaking with your um, elected officials and come earlier in the day. So check us out at marchforlife.org. But the okay. official march begins at noon at the Capitol. And then the, the I'm sorry, the official rally, March for Life yes. rally begins at noon. And then the march around Richmond begins at 1 p.m. Jeannie Mancini with the March for Life here in Virginia. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.